DeFi Community Podcast. My name is Shahira. I'm co-founder of Finch and venture partner at Stellata. Today joining me is Shane Werner, Australian and New Zealand Sales Director at Fireblocks, a global digital asset infrastructure provider. Welcome, Shane. Thank you, Shahira. That was a wonderful <laughs> Such a pleasure to have you join today. Um, we always like to kick off these chats with a bit of a, an intro or rather your personal journey into Web3, um, how you got into this space and maybe tell us a bit about how you ended up at, at Fireblocks. Okay, I guess it's, uh, I guess we all come into this sort of space a little bit accidentally, right? Um, particularly if you're not in your 20s. Um, I guess I've been crypto curious for a long time and uh, and an investor of wildly mixed success. And uh, I've got a lot of friends in that particular church. Um, but what really got me lured deep into the ecosystem, I think, is um, when I was working with a cloud native core banking provider called Thought Machine. Uh, they're out of London. And while I was there, we got called by a bank to um to come and see if we could integrate with their potential journey into crypto this was in uh 2021 and i got introduced to the fireblocks team then and um yeah fair to say i was pretty impressed with not only the technology but but the humans in the organization my background is very much traditional finance traditional technology for organizations like IBM and Cisco and EMC, that that classic sort of selling software and hardware and solutions to the banks and the telcos around Australia and New Zealand. But last five or six years, I've been very focused up on in, in the startup community, organizations like MongoDB mm-hmm. and Thought Machine and now Fireblocks. Nice. So safe to say Fireblocks had Thought Machine as their customer and one you on board as an employee. No, they were they were looking to partner with Thought Machine okay. rather than Thought Machine as a customer, and uh, I just met some of the guys through that. Wonderful. Um, so, what is Fireblocks? How how did it start? Um, what do you do? Who are that your customers? There's only three questions there. Um, Fireblocks exists to provide um, digital asset services to institutional customers. Um, we're not a retail play. We've occasionally been called. Uh, erroneously as the world's largest regulated crypto custodian. And it's important distinction that we're not actually that. We are not regulated, nor are we a custodian. We enable our institutional clients to self-custody, remove counterparty risk and remove it securely. We've got this sort of big steel thread of cybersecurity that runs through everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a cool story how we came about. Our three co-founders exited their first startup in Israel to a huge security company called Checkpoint, who I'm sure you probably know. Um, and while they were there, the North Korean Lazarus Group hacked three South Korean exchanges, ran off with $200 million worth of Bitcoin, and our three co-founders got called in to provide forensic audit services on that on that hack. And while they were there, they sort of worked out a way to uh, or saw an opportunity in the market to secure wallets on the blockchain. Um, so they went left, went into stealth in 2019, came out of stealth in 2019. And, and since then, we've had a wild ride. We've we've raised a billion dollars, um, had an $8 billion valuation, um, managed to secure some 1,700 institutional clients around the world from, from all over the, the crypto, grad fi, 
game by Web3 ecosystem. Um, and uh, some, I think the, the big scary stat, which which sort of puts uh, a lot of color around the, the space that you and I are in, we've transferred some $3.5 trillion across the Fireblocks network worldwide. So since coming out of Stelch in 2019, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's wild. Um, and the I guess how, how many customers in total now do you have? Are you taking care of globally? 1,700 globally, 92 in Australia and New Zealand. We, wow. um, I, I was the first person in to land on the shore in November 21. Um, and, and it all uh, just sounds so recent, doesn't it? It does, right? You know, if I, uh, if I was at IBM and said I've been here since 2021, they'd think I'm an intern. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is a different world entirely that we're in. It sure is. So um, I guess you're describing it as a digital um, uh, asset cust custody platform um since then it has also evolved into um i guess a more broader value proposition in in terms of the infrastructure that you provide to gamefi nfts and the likes talk us through that evolution um of going from you know strictly servicing institutional customers um into probably the more familiar web3 companies that that we're, we that we see day to day yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of market makeup, and and you and the boys at Oz DeFi would see. I think what we'd see. I think the market, particularly locally, if I can just talk Australia, New Zealand, has three distinct cohorts. You know, you've got the big banks. You know, that tradfi end of town, building stable coins. You would have seen the National Australia Bank announcement two weeks ago. How it still be got in the press and and. And reveal to the Australian Financial Review that uh, NAB are launching a stablecoin program of work. You may have seen the work that Fireblocks and ANZ did in April last year, launching the world's first um, major bank stablecoin, um, the $8 DC. It was an incredibly exciting piece of work to be associated with. So there's that that TradFi piece of work, and that's being sort of married now to what the Digital Finance Corporation and the Reserve Bank of Australia are doing with the CBDC. And um, they're about to announce their successful submissions, use cases that they're going to to take to market from the 142 submissions. So that's that's that end. In the in the middle, I, I think we all see the same thing. We see that 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 big amorphous mass of crypto organisations in Australia, be they funds and exchanges and various different investment vehicles, all focused on, you know all of the, you know, from the Bitcoin to the, the 1,400 other tokens that, that Fireblocks supports. Um, and then I think most excitingly is, is the Web3 community there, the builders, the, um, the, the incredibly talented young men and women building all sorts of Web3 use cases, finding their niche, raising money with um, that VC community that's so active in Web3. It seems that the best thing about the bear market you hear, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I think it makes the entrepreneurs and the developers get off their yachts and get back on the tools, you know, and and instead of building in the in the traditional crypto space, they're now tokenizing racehorses and doing crazy stuff in the Web3 thing that, that we're really loving being associated with. 
Mm-hmm. So what are some um what are examples of those types of projects that you're that that you're seeing um that has been able to leverage five blocks in in terms of building out sort of these different functions of of the company in a far more accelerated manner? So what what sort of web three things are we seeing? One of the the big standout and very public ones was uh, recently we announced our work with Flipkart. Flipkart are like the Amazon for India, and they have a um, uh, 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 um, a rewards program that if you buy a certain type of product on on Flipkart, you'll get a reward NFT that opens up new rewards. Yeah. Um, uh, a loyalty NFT that opens up new rewards. It's a fabulous uh, program to work. It's um, it's really cool. But there's there's more there's big trends that we're seeing in this space. I think the the notion of tokenizing everything is is you'll you'll see how much um, momentum that's gathering. You see how much work's being done in tokenizing carbon and that whole ESG space. You'll see. You might have seen recently we did um, we tokenized government debt with the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. These are things that you know if had if they had have happened a couple of years ago, you would have clutched your pearls. Yeah, wow. And and so maybe I just take take a step back when we talk about these. Um, and I'm just I've got an article up here that talks about kind of what you describe as a Web three engine. Exactly what are what are those pillars that sit within that? So I think it's fair to say that. Um, that if you want to build something in Web3, that there's a lot of barriers that that remain today in order to quickly build and launch some sort of Web3 service, right? Web3 businesses tend to be built on Web2 infrastructure. And you think about the product, the, the problems that that has, that has security problems, scalability problems, um, accessibility gaps, uh, which all limit your speed to market. And in this space, when all the builders are out there, you need to get to market quickly. So... Mm-hmm. What, what our engine is about is about like everything at Fireblocks is having that, you know, that steel thread of security that runs through everything, that secure infrastructure, that notion that not your keys, not your crypto. Um, we, we protect you from counterparty risk. We secure your keys in a unique way that has differentiated us wildly in the market and, and put us in this place of, of being the AWS for, for crypto. So you getting securing yourself from both external and insider threats is is critical and we've got the external threats by by how we sign and we've got the internal threats covered by the governance layer that that we put over everything that we do to be designed by you and by us in partnership with you as our institutional client then we've got that developer tooling aimed specifically at the web3 community so robust apis and sdks and that'll get you to market quickly um, then there's, if you're successful, you're going to need to be scalable and agile. So your product, your team, your infrastructure has all got to be able to meet that demand. So we've got that covered as well. And then you need this connectivity to your your ecosystem, your access, your 24-7 support. Those sorts of things are critical if you're going to get to market. So that's effectively what the Fireblocks engine what Fireblocks Web3 engine really is. And I like what the, the analogy you've made on the, the AWS platform for crypto. It's kind of a one-stop yeah. end solution modular in that you can add and subtract as, as needed based on where, where your project is at and what your requirements are. Right. Um, 
given, I'm curious to know what at what stage of a company is Fireblocks most appropriate for? That's an interesting question. I imagine you see a lot of early stage companies, um, you know, obviously doing their very best to build things sort of scalably and, and securely. Um, is it, yeah, just interested to, to hear at what point is, does Firebox become a really um, great solution? The moment that you want to be secure and go to customers, yeah, when you get out of a, a science experiment with, with some sort of hardware wallet into, okay, I need to be ready to scale to meet market demand, to meet my customer market demand, because I have to be successful. And what do I need to be successful? Well, I just made, I just told you about those four pillars that you're going to need in order to be successful. So we used to have a, um, an approach uh, that, that had quite a high barrier to entry with the, you know, the emergence of web three, particularly in the last six months, we've changed our pricing model to enable the web three builders to come on much sooner. Of course, it still scales and, um, we're a SaaS company, so we scale with your success. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example of a company that has perhaps started with you at the very early stages and has been able to build and, and grow on your platform? Yeah, I've, I've got, um, it's another good question. I've got a favorite um, startup customer that we started working with about eight or nine months ago. Um, they're a carbon tokenization platform that marries agricultural data into their real-time platform. They made a decision to get on Fireblocks very early on in their journey. Um, they had, they're a long way from launch when they first decided to come on, but they wanted to build it with scale and agility and success in mind. And they wanted to expose their developers to our entire platform. Mm -hmm. So their name is Sensand. They'll be going to market. I don't want to steal their thunder, but very soon. Um, and I think they're going to reshape uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the carbon tokenization market in this country. They're a hell of a lot of fun to work with, but they did say something um, to me during the process. Their estimate is that we save them some 12 months in their time to market by, by jumping on early. So it's a hell of a story that that um, that we're very proud of. And can I ask if uh, Fireblocks is more suitable for projects that are funded, um, or is your has your pricing does your pricing reflect companies that are really early stage but wanting to build things right from from the get go? That's a tough one. Typically, you're going to need to have a commitment to, again, that that AWS analogy is, is I think, fair with the greatest respect to my enormous elephant friends in, in AWS mm -hmm. when they scale, yeah. But we're, we're a consumption play, so we want to get organizations on early, but we can't be confused with a, a hardware wallet that you put in your top drawer. Awesome. Is that suitably vague, or does that convey? No, that's. Yeah. I think that I think that's clear to a lot of people who are who, who people who are at that stage. No, would will self-identify. <laughs> you're talking to here, Shahira, because you're you're talking to a very broad, mm -hmm. um, you know, community, and and some of those are at incredibly a twinkle in the eye stage, and others are at seed, and others are looking to raise Series A, right? So 
where do we fit? I can't tell you. It's it's more about, hey, we're going to go to market. Security is critical. Scalability, APIs, SDKs, tokenization engines. We need this and we need it to be secure at rest and in flight. So Fireblox is for us, that sort of thing. Yeah, great. So so what's next for Fireblocks? You mentioned um, an enormous raise last year. Um, you're obviously looking to continue building out this, this infrastructure um, platform or Web3 engine play, which I think is incredibly powerful and, and valuable. Where What's next? Where Where is Fireblocks heading? That's a great idea. IPO, hopefully, um, when the market's right. Uh, that's the most exciting thing in the in the hopefully not too distant future. Obviously, you know, we want to see the market improve from where it is today. Mm -hmm. um, Bitcoin back at 60 would be great, Shahira. I think yeah. um, look, we have made no secrets that Web3 and all that entails is mm -hmm. our focus. Um, payments is going to be a huge part of that focus. Mm -hmm. GameFi is um, a rocket ship waiting for the right vehicle to take off, I think. Tradfi, you see the announcements of Golden Sachs and, and MasterCard this week. So we mentioned NAB a couple of weeks ago announcing what they do. We are privy to a lot of those announcements that are that are rolling down. So it's no longer the institutions are coming. The institutions are here. They've made their decision. We've seen the expansion into retail. Fireblocks has a play for that as well. So we've got nothing but opportunity but if we would say where is our major focus i think our major focus is in that web3 space and and everything that that represents when you and i talk about those web3 builders that we were talking about before the call uh, mm -hmm. actually started and when you think about what the massive institutions that shape yes. the economy in this country what they're doing they're our two major areas of focus i think Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your, um, I guess, your observations on the Australian Australian market. So you mentioned 92 customers here, um, the different use cases. Are, are, are you seeing sort of a, a trend in a particular space over others? Um, you know, obviously you, you're working with global clients. Um, are there patterns that you're seeing in the Australian market that's, that's interesting to you? Yeah, I, I think the most, when I first joined, I thought I would be, I thought I would have a slow journey with the major banks in Australia. And I thought 90% of my day would be with that core crypto cohort, forgive the alliteration, um, you know, the exchanges, the funds, that, that world. And whilst they're a huge part of our client base and a huge part of our, our, of our annual revenue, um, I've been shocked by the momentum around tokenization mm -hmm. and the breadth of what organizations of all different shapes and sizes are considering to tokenize. My team and I have sat in front of people that said, what do you think about tokenizing a jumbo jet? You think, well, why? You know, why on earth would we do that? Um, but if you think what tokenization really is beyond, you know, fractionalization on the blockchain, mm -hmm. It's democratization in my mind of investment opportunities. Mm. So, you know, people like mum and dad and me, we, we would never have been able to participate in the, um, in the ACU carbon market. We, we just wouldn't have. We would, wouldn't have even considered it. But if it only costs me $10 to get in because it's now being tokenized, then all of a sudden, you know, my kids have an opportunity to participate in that. And everything from government bonds to 
ESG bonds to toll roads to bills of lading to, I mentioned racehorses before, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of spaces in gaming that that we're seeing emerge that are fascinating, but I can't talk too much about because they're um, just twinkles in people's eyes that that are talk that, that are speaking to us now. Um, but the the breadth of use case is um, is pretty pretty exciting. We think. And do you think that's unique to to the Australian market? No, no. But I, I think our participation in digital assets outraces the vast majority of mature economies, and and the stats support that. Um, although New Zealand is surprisingly lagging, and I can't really work out why. Hmm. Um, so no, but and I think we're pretty aggressively entrepreneurial yeah. as a nation, doing pretty well if you squint. I think, um, and you, in in you, one of your real jobs, you you see just how many entrepreneurs are out there looking to get funded mm. with great decks, great ideas. A couple of them have got early stage customers up and running. It's an exciting mm. space to be in. Yeah, it's a Yeah, I would love to see regulation move at a greater pace. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst the, the the token mapping paper that what token mapping paper that was released last week was um, a start. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd love to see that start real momentum, and and us to get that light regulatory wrapper that mm-hmm. that our our community needs. Shane, Fiveblocks has a strong Australian presence, much of which has has grown alongside a growing Web3 community here in Australia. I'm curious to hear what does community mean to you personally and how have you seen kind of community grow in the time that Fiveblocks has has been in this market? Yeah, look, you got to give a shout out to the OzDefi boys for what they've done. Um, I've been to uh, a lot of their of their functions and they've been universally well attended um, mm. by the most broad range of, of people. It's mm. a shocking range of people that you see, you know, you see every member of the community represented, every section of the community represented. And I love those nights. Um, this is the first time I think I've ever been involved in a community. Mm. You know, I, I um, you know, in my professional life, you know, you work at IBM or, or one of the, the giants, even a, a core banking startup there is no core banking community mm, you, know, no. you, don't, you don't you don't Not a cool one anyway scarce use cases I, I went to um uh the nft fest in st kilda mm. late last year was it november december last year and i i wasn't cynical going in but i, I don't know what my expectations were but i was stunned mm. you know we had bankers and government representatives and um uh, big four chartered accountancy and lawyers and artists and poets and everything. And it was fun, you know, and, and I think that's what our community is like. They're, they're, they're not a chore to get you. It's not um, networking amongst the grind of a whole bunch of other suits. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very different feel. And mm-hmm. I think it just reflects how early we are in this um this whole ecosystem this whole space now yeah wonderful 
Wonderful answer. I always, it always puts a, a big smile on my face when I hear of the inclusivity in this space. And you can tell when people beam and talk about their experience um, and how different it is from, you know, our daily corporate gigs. And absolutely, you know, compliments and credits to to the Oz DeFi group, who we, we just mentioned earlier, have, have only really been around for a year and seem to have um, been able to rally, you know, pro- multiple segments of of uh, the community in, in such an impressive manner. So it's, uh, yeah, we hope to continue continue that momentum and, and growing the community as, as they have. Um, finally, Shane, for anyone learning, wanting to learn more about Fireblocks, uh, what is the best way to contact you? Oh, you know, I'm the most contactable bloke in the world. Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. That's always the best place to start. Um, and my contact details are there. Have a look at our website, fireblocks.com. Go through the formal channels if you like. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Shane. Appreciate your insights and hearing about your background and all the wonderful, um, uh, amazing progress that Fireblocks is, is making. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll chat with you next week. See you later. Cheers, Thanks.